0: What's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions with our flagship format, Frisky Morris Sessions. This is episode 60. We have made it to another milestone for this podcast just at the end of year three. Uh, so I'm super grateful, super happy for all the support. And we're going to keep on trucking along and trying to put out as many episodes and as much diverse music from all over the country and kind of specifically Chicago as possible, it's been really awesome to kind of see this past year the music has been pretty 50-50, where 50% of the episodes have been super local to the Chicagoland area, and 50% of the episodes have been national, international bands. Uh, And I want to keep that 50-50 going because I want to stay true to the mission of the podcast and kind of highlighting bands that wouldn't get the recognition themselves and then highlighting other bands that feel it's important to stop into Chicago and hear their stories so that, one, as a band, you have resources for playing outside of Chicago, and two, for someone who's kind of a homebody you're hearing all the talent that the nation, the North American region has to offer. Um, So back to this episode, Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 60. We are graced with the awesome three-piece that is Voice of Addiction. They are currently on tour now. They have done so much touring this year in 2016, and there is no sign of them stopping. If you are a... Full time listener of the podcast, you'll know that way, 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 way back when episode two of this podcast was with Ian Tomley by himself, uh, kind of talking about Wrecking Ball Productions, his like booking arm of what he does. And it's taken this long to finally get the lineup down and get voice of addiction in the studio, his band uh, that he plays bass for. So we talk a lot with Ian uh, since he's been the anchor uh, member within the band throughout all the lineup changes and throughout the years, they've been around for quite some time. And we talk about their extensive touring and just their songwriting process, how they're not afraid to stay with like a somewhat political theme. Uh, if you listen to Voice of Addiction, a lot of it kind of, I don't know if they're going to take offense or like it or not like it, but I always kind of uh, made a parallel with Voice of Addiction to propaganda, uh, in terms of both style and both kind of like having politics and social awareness in like the forefront lyrically of their music. Uh, so if you're, I know a lot of people, It's and especially my band too and other bands, it's about drinking and community and having a good time and yada, 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 Um, but Voice of Addiction is one of those bands that has a message, has a strong opinion about certain social topics, and they make it known in their music without being preachy. And I feel like that's a really fine line because you can definitely take a wrong turn and just be super elitist, but they do a great job of making it accessible to the listener and kind of presenting their opinion on topics without it being like, if you're not with us, you're against this kind of thing. So if you're if you're someone that kind of still likes that political punk rock that has a message to tell, um, and also they're storytellers and everything like that, uh, but it's a lot of awesome conversation it was awesome having ian back after three years on the podcast again we've had some returners uh people that have been on the podcast through different vehicles once twice three times uh so this was one that was definitely overdue and let's get into it this is frisky morris sessions episode 60 featuring voice of addiction enjoy letter on the crack of the beer signifies the official start of this frisky moore sessions what's going on everybody i am joined by voice of addiction uh why don't we just go around the horn introduce yourself and what you play so people can kind of visualize who's talking when
1: cool sounds good i'm ian i do some vocal stuff and i play bass I'm Jacob. I play guitar and some vocal stuff, but not as much of that. <laughs> I'm Vinny. I do drums and even less vocal stuff. Yeah, for those
2: two. Perfect. We're, yeah. we're diminishing vocally as we yeah. Are. Once we get a fourth it was, member, it was a perfect order lower.
0: to do it in. <laughs> so you just listened to the first song that they played live here at Coach House Recording, and what was that first song that they would have just heard?
2: Uh, that song is called Lockwood. That actually has like a lot of personal meaning to me. One of my best friends, Jason Lockwood, uh, who's originally from Detroit, lived in Chicago until the end of his days. Uh, booked tons of shows there. Owned a record store for years before that. Did a lot for the scene. Started Hell City Records, who we're still affiliated with, all you know to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, after his passing, it's a song I wrote about
0: him. And it kind of sat in the back burner for a while. And we want to bring it back for this album. That's awesome. So uh, we'll talk about the album and kind of the discography in the second segment, but let's kind of talk about the origins of the band and stuff. I know there's been countless lineup changes, uh, Turbo Vamps and Voice of Addiction go way, 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 way back. (laughs) Um, But And I think the thing that's always kind of that question is... As the new songs are written, as new lineups change and come and go and whatnot, do you feel that the songwriting process evolves with each new lineup or oh, does it stay the same and kind of elaborate on
2: well, how it evolves? I mean, every every player has their strengths and weaknesses, so you want to write to people's strengths. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like a part I might not have thought somebody else would be suited for to do a backup part it might work. For this person, because they're a stronger singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, part where you might throw in a guitar solo might work better now if they're a strong guitar player than the last one, etc. You know, you want to play to people's strengths and weaknesses. So yes, I mean to be honest, even if it was the same lineup, if you're not like constantly evolving, aren't you fucking boring? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, you should evolve as a band. that's, yeah. that's the most natural thing there is. is where it's like moving.
0: I fe- and I feel like. There's like the whole like Green Day, AFI kind of thing where I feel bands are afraid to evolve because they're like, "Oh, we don't want to be like a completely different band by the end of it." But then there's the other side of the spectrum where it's like, "Oh, we don't want anything we put out to just be like, oh, it's just another XYZ band song right. and it's where just every the album same, the thing. same every just, song. Yeah. It's the same patterns, it's the same this, same that." So, how do you kind of, you know, juggle that balance of like evolving but then at the same time not going too far but then not having every song sound the same in the writing process how does that kind of work
2: well I can't speak for everybody here but me myself with my writing um ADHD plays a big thing <laughs> in it I'm like I'm gonna have to play these songs ten thousand times.
0: Yeah, like so I don't want it to be
2: boring. I, I, we gotta have something in there that's interesting, right? So that that plays a lot in my writing is I, I try to throw something in every song that's different. You know, Some, yeah, like doesn't matter what it is, just something that's a little different than anything I've done in other songs mm-hmm. in the past. I don't know. What what do you think about that, Jake? Is there anything you
1: do in your writing as you move through? Well, so I've got two songs in the set now, and my I think musical tastes. Are also like considerably different and writing styles considerably different, but I still try to get them to sound like the same band, mm-hmm. even if they are coming from like a different avenue than Ian is coming from, um, but still sound like my songs as well too. Yeah,
0: so. they have the like individual stamp yeah. on it a little bit.
2: You gotta cater to not only your audience but also your immediate audience, which is
0: the mm-hmm. band. I yeah. Think. So with this lineup as well, I know. It's like, uh, how did this lineup come to be? Like, how do you know Jacob? How do you know Vinny? How did this trio kind of come together?
2: All right. Well, as you've mentioned, there's been a lot of lineup changes in the VOA history. And I'd never lost both members at the same time before, which is right before these two fine gentlemen come into the picture. Right. Um, so I didn't really know how to go about that. <laughs> so... It's like, yeah, you want to come over? I'll play some bass. But uh, yeah, so it's like, I don't know how to do that. How do you try out a drummer without a guitar player to play with him? How do you try to guitar player without a drummer to play with him? So, you know, I spent a couple months hitting the bottle pretty hard, and then I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do this, i got to just do this. Yeah. So uh, I actually
1: met Jacob first. I'll let you tell him how you met us. I, I found him on Craigslist, which is where, like, most of my life has centered for the past five or six years. This, so
0: this is a official <laughs> Craigslist success story.
1: Oh
2: yeah, and that's It all, was persistent like, too because I remember it was uh, right before the Christmas season, and and we talked through email a couple times, and then you know like a month later after everything calmed down, you you kept hitting me up, and you were persistent about it, and I remember being like, all right, this guy's serious.
1: <laughs> so what? So what kind of drew you to Voice of Addiction? Well, I I grew up playing punk rock, um, and then went to school for jazz and was kind of like out freelancing Uh uh-huh and for the year before i i found voa i was playing in like a top 40 country cover band oh so like luke bryan and gretchen wilson and hell yeah uh, all right (laughs) yeah keith urban and that kind of stuff and uh the greats yeah yeah so (laughs) so professional line dancer we actually did you play a a a little few, rug well we did play a few shows where we had like a line dancer <laughs> yes during our set break oh uh, yeah like a class and then they danced to our set oh next, hell yeah uh, <laughs> but uh by I, you know by the time I found the Craigslist ad for a touring punk rock band I was like get me the hell out of
2: <laughs> I remember before <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, before uh,
1: uh, Jake officially was in the band. You know, we met together a few times or whatever,
2: and uh, he like came up to me. He's like, "Please tell me I'm in the band so I can quit this country band." <laughs> and, no, don't get me wrong. We both like country, but it's the top forty I stuff that's terrible. I actually really like
1: country. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, that that stuff is it's not even it's hardly <laughs> country. That was
0: like I like I live in Old Town, so there's shows on Weed Street right there, and every once in a while I'll pop in, and there's like some bands where there's this one band, and I'll like give them shout-outs all day, Cadillac 3, they are the fucking shit. And oh. I'm like, any country band that wears a dead Kennedy shirt during their yeah, set is, like, cool. okay in my book. I had a friend uh, come to a show, and he was like,
1: I feel like I just walked into a Bud Light commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while they
2: both pretty much joined so, yeah. around the same time, I, I met Jake just a tad bit sooner, and yeah. um, Vinny just never left. I just kind of like... You just stumbled have here. into it. I just kind of just magically
3: appeared. <laughs> How so no happen? Craigslist, no anything. Just well, like I mean, so, so I found the Craigslist ad on Facebook or something like that. I remember I found like an ad on Facebook. Okay. Um, for
2: the yeah, fan. it wasn't Craigslist. It was something else. No, but
3: I think it was like the Craigslist, or the Craigslist ad that was shared on Facebook. Maybe or like a group something or like something. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found it like in a group or some shit. Uh, and. So, it was saying that a guitarist, that they were looking for a guitarist. Um, and at the time, I had been playing self-taught guitar for about, like, a year. Okay. So, was I was feeling confident. <laughs> I could do my power chords. Yeah. You know, I could do my power chords. Which, <laughs> as it turns out, you need to know a little bit more than that. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. Well.
0: Especially when you're the only guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I had, it, I'd heard
3: of the name Voice Prediction before, but I'd never Mm. really listened to him. Um, And I emailed Ian from the the link, uh, hitting him up about guitar. And uh, so he says that he'll get back to me and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I listened to the band on Reverb Nation, I remember, because I remember it said, bass, Ian guitar looking, but it also said drums looking.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And so I was listening to him on Reverb Nation, and I was like, yeah, this is a little bit beyond my level for guitar. <laughs> right. Like, I can't do any of this. Uh And so I hit him back up, and I'm Keep like... Keep in
2: mind, this is like 10 minutes later from his first message he's like hey I know you're looking for a guitar player and then like before I even think I responded you're like wait never mind I can't play Yeah, I'm then like, like right away after that's like wait are you looking for a drummer? It was like just this <laughs> weird
3: chain of events that like
2: that awesome. like just
3: me realizing shit, and yeah. him, no, him having no part in it.
2: It was really fast. Like yeah. it was only five ten minutes when he's like, yeah. wait, I can't and play then, this." Because yeah. he, he friended me on Facebook
3: because he saw my name from the very first email uh, I sent. I was like, "Yeah, I can't do this on guitar, so don't even bother." Because like I didn't want to fucking waste his time. Yeah, yeah. With like me going there just That's to the nicest inevitably... thing you've
2: ever done for me. I know. I know.
3: <laughs> just me like inevitably you know not getting the part as a sure. guitarist. Yeah. Uh, but then, because I saw on Reverend Nation that they were looking for drums, too, uh, so I hit him up about that, I'm like, you guys looking for a drummer? I mean, I've been playing drums a lot longer. I've been playing guitar for, like, a year. At the time, I'd been playing drums for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's see, I was 20, so 14 years I'd been playing drums at yeah. time. Now it's been he 16 He claimed years. 16,
2: just so you know, at the time. <laughs> that, well,
3: I mean, uh, you know, you gotta... That's what I was surprised by at <laughs> <my laughs> age <laughs> when
2: you finally told me. I thought you were older than you were. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> embellish a little you're bit like, to get do, You're, you're like, all against. right, carry the wine. Right. Uh... <laughs> so I met with both of them separately at first. Yeah. And then, you know, we all came together, picked like the three or four songs that we all knew and, and jammed, and Yeah. eventually we are like, this could work. It was nice, oh, though, yeah. because
3: Jake had auditioned with like tons... of of other guitarists, like he, you know, I don't know how many guitarists you had to try out, but probably a lot. I tried a lot of drummers and guitarists. Oh, uh, you tried yeah. drummers <laughs> out too? I don't know because because the 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 Craigslist ad that I saw said just guitarist. Uh-huh. True. It didn't say anything about drummers, so I didn't know they were looking for drummers. So I assumed nobody else was looking for that. At nobody the time, else knew at that. At the time,
2: we actually weren't. It was just a weird.
0: Serendipitous happens. as fuck yeah. type of moment. <laughs> Serendipitous as fuck. Well, that's awesome. And then, so, three-piece now, and you guys have been going strong, torn all over the place, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but one little thing before we take our first break is I want to talk about kind of the nature of Voice of Addiction in general, where it's always the, quote-unquote, politically charged, like, socially conscious – and I feel like nowadays, and I mean, my band's guilty of it too, where it's very easy to just be like, we're going to talk about drinking and partying and having fun. Right. And then that kind of like political aspect of punk rock has been fading away. And then if there's a band that's super political, it's like, oh, it's just like fucking anti-flag. And it's just yeah. like, it's just like down anytime you like like, mention something like that then it's like oh well like they're super on like high pedestal but I feel like you guys do a really really good job of like getting a point across in an awesome way but like not being preachy and kind of why is that so important to you guys to kind of keep that in the songwriting process to be like no we're actually going to talk about shit that matters and shit that affects us and we want that kind of political, social mm-hmm, responsibility totally. side to still be part of our songwriting process instead of just being like, We're gonna get drunk, like we're gonna have fun, like we're gonna be with our crew, blah, get some blah. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so kinda of like talk to that piece of like why that like political, social thing has been still very relevant in right. your brain.
2: Well in any anything I do, not just with this band, but I always try to put myself in the person's shoes that will be Attending the show or yeah. consuming our merchandise, whatever you want to put it at. And, you know, I remember being a young punk kid, being broke. That's why, you know, we buy big runs of merch so we can sell it cheap so people can afford it. You know, like, we really try to be conscious of that. But really what it comes down to is, like, if somebody is going to take the time out of their busy day to listen to me, I should have something to fucking say. I shouldn't mm-hmm. just sing about cars and girls and shit that doesn't fucking matter, you yeah. know? So I've always felt like if somebody's going to actually listen to what I have to say, I should have something to say. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of really all that it comes down to is that type of thing. And, you know, it is a vehicle. It's the one time in my life when I get to get in front of a bunch of people I don't know and speak my point of view and throw my thing out there. Now, as far as the preachy thing, I do agree with you on Flag. They do get a bit preachy. I have always been a fan of them. I see them a lot. Uh, growing up, they were from Pittsburgh. I'm from Cleveland. They used to play there all the time, um, but I don't want you. You can't force your ideals or your point of view on anybody. Uh huh. So what we try to do is just kind of like throw topics of discussion on the table. hmm. You know, we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're just saying these things are out there. Maybe we should talk about them. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my my thing is about it. It's like people are going to listen to me. I should have something to fucking say.
0: Yeah. You know, I think but, that's really fucking cool that you guys are still kind of staying true to that. And I feel like so many I played Blink 182. <laughs> it was the end of the 90s an when everything an easy
2: everything started just like <laughs> evening out and and <laughs> punk rock turned to pop punk turned to radio rock and then there's uh-huh. this hybrid of those three things and we've been debating what's punk ever since. Well, we've been debating what's <laughs> punk before then, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can say
3: that like for us like you know not everybody has an outlet to get their voice heard
0: yeah mm-hmm. you know
3: but if they do they'll use that outlet like you know if you're like a public speaker of any sort you know you go up there maybe you'll talk about some health something anything but maybe you'll talk about politics right mm-hmm. and that's what we're interested in that's what we care that's one of the things that we care about yeah um and this is our outlet this is the best way that we have to make our voices heard
0: yeah. Is there, uh, you guys have been hitting the road a lot and a lot of miles logged, a lot of hours in the same vehicle. Yeah. Do you guys as a trio kind of have discussions on kind of like points of topic on the songs or is it kind of just like once we go down that wormhole, it's going to turn into a shit show so we're just going right. to yeah. keep it light? <laughs> well, when they joined, we were we were trying to get
2: active as soon as possible. So they were learning older songs. Okay and then you know over they, they joined the beginning of 2015 so we've had four national tours we're actually even in four days for the next one which we'll talk about in a minute yeah. but uh they've already done like 200 shows with this band so i mean it's not like
0: yeah this just happened was like and besides we've been doing, doing these songs throughout was there that whole time kind yeah. of along that lines where like there was like a hey where do you stand on this then the other thing because a lot of the songs you're going to be playing and singing about like if right. you're not behind that, it doesn't really make sense for you to be playing that. I mean, that just you know? comes up naturally.
3: I feel yeah, like. like I've had we've all had talks about like just like at different times about different stances that we have. I can remember some very specifically that like we've just had like just things come up at random times, you mm-hmm. know. So it's not necessarily like we have to like try to like Yeah, there's not like, like a questionnaire stance. like Yeah. We're we're living <laughs> in a like...
2: four by four vehicle for months. <laughs> you learn, learn a lot about you talk about people, everything, yeah. things that nobody should talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so everything comes up at some point when, when you're yeah. like that. But also, like I kind of figured they might have read the lyrics before they joined the band. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we'll talk about more with touring and all that good stuff when we come back we're gonna listen to the second song that they recorded live here which is called ad nauseum ad nauseum so enjoy that track and when we come back we'll talk about touring discography writing process all that good stuff so for now enjoy ad nauseum yes <laughs> yeah we're just waiting on chris no chris said we're ready we're (laughs) ready all right you just heard what was that second track ad nauseum ad nauseum uh so i think uh a weird transition is you guys have been touring a lot you guys did the southern tour in like early may to early june two months did the Canada East Coast for a month, now you guys got a month off, and on Thursday you hit the road again. What fuels you to go out for that long of a period at a time? Where, like, we just talked to Welfare Beer League, and they are like, oh, you know, we do a bunch of Weekend Warrior stuff.
2: Yeah, they're getting big on that. Like,
0: what's the difference in your eyes between constantly doing little Weekend Warrior stuff to just being like fuck it, we're doing a whole region in the whole month. Well, there's a, it's a big country.
2: And not only that, yeah. it's a big continent. Not only that, it's a big world. And you can only hit so many places on a weekend.
0: Yeah. And
2: that's really the if, hands, or buts about it, uh-huh. is you can't get to those places in a weekend. I mean, it's great to do the weekends. You can still do your Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, which none of us have, by the way, because <laughs> you can't tour if you have that. Mm-hmm. You know, So you kind of position your life to be that way. And I always tell people, you know, you, you're not going to survive on tour unless you are 110% in love with the scene and the music and what you're doing and 110% into traveling. You have
0: to love to travel. Yeah.
2: And every day is a uh, big question mark. Because you have no idea what's going to happen that day.
0: Yeah. You really... Where are you going to stay? What you, your car... Right. You generally know that you want to get to this city because you have a show there. <laughs> yeah.
2: But everything else is just, who the fuck knows?
0: And that was, uh, you sat down with someone... uh or maybe not like sat down physically, but did the interview with the Canadian person yeah. uh, when you were doing the Canadian tour. Oh, with Chris, yeah. And yeah, it was Chris. like, what advice do you have for bands that want to go on tour? And you're like, don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's not what you want to say. But it's like, is that just the harsh truth where it's like going it back is. to that 110% it's where it's like, you're going to lose money. Like, gonna some nights members. are going to be fucking shitty where you're going to get stiffed and all that stuff? Or kind of what what is the main deterrent that you have seen or bands coming back from tour where you're just like fucking never again? Like, what's that one thing that usually always happens? Is it, like, interpersonal relationships? Is it external with, like, the shows? Is it a combination of everything or well
2: touring is grueling and most people that have never done it before don't understand that you never stop it's go 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 go, go. Mm. and i mean when you're doing that every single day everybody's gonna be worn out i always describe touring as a roller coaster ride you're gonna have ups and downs you have good shows bad shows even the best punk bands still have off shows here and there yeah like unless you're bad religion but like everybody else <laughs> like i mean it's going to happen yeah like a bunch of bands that we think are really big still have off shows all the time. Anything can happen. Weather is a big hindrance. A big blizzard comes in, you're screwed. Or you know, we just were in Florida for hurricane season. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> um, Orlando, we got fucking flooded. Yep. Oh my god. A From show. like half hour before the show till after it ended, it was raining harder than it's even possible to rain in Chicago. I I
3: put a, I put a fucking uh, like a glass outside, just right outside, filled up within
1: thirty seconds. With Holy shit! Yeah, is that physics? It's physics. It's physics. That's how you measure it. It was raining about a pint a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: P.T. over. Yes, S. but you know, a lot of people like
2: have <laughs> this romantic vision about going on tour, and until you do it, you really don't understand what it's really yeah. like.
0: You're gonna stink. And- Everywhere we go, they're like, up, "Oh, yeah. you're
2: going to so and so city. You need to do this, this, this." And oh this. yeah. And it's like all we do is wake up way too early, drive all day to load in, and like hope to get a floor to sleep on in a shower. So yeah. Are, yeah they're, they're, they're are very make
1: time to go to Garden of the Gods because it's rad. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: There are very few shows we have where we have like free time. Yeah. Right. So, so we are just you're like oh, we're just
0: going. gonna, like, we're gonna do the like city. City. yeah, you know like 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 you
3: said. Like we we were able to have some free time in Colorado, so we went to Garden of the Gods for a couple of hours.
2: So I think a lot of people no, that don't d- don't go on yeah. tour kind of like think like they're going to go on vacation, and that is not the case. Yeah, this is hard work, and you're working yep. all day, so from when you wake up to when you go to sleep, and you're probably going to sleep later than you want and waking up earlier than you want. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not, not a for vacation. everyone. So, yeah. the love of traveling is <laughs> equally as important as the love for playing music. Yeah. And, fortunately, those are two of my favorite things. Yeah. So, that's why I keep doing It's because yeah. how awesome is it in a single year to visit 42 states? Yeah. And play in them.
0: That's yeah. awesome.
2: <laughs> and that's fucking rad. Who else can say that? I'm going to yeah. do this while I, I am do it.
3: Say, I wouldn't say don't do it, but I would say be prepared. Be- yeah, be prepared for that point where you're gonna say. Where's
2: that blackberry whiskey? You need some more of more <laughs> that.
3: Be prepared for that point where you're gonna say, "Fuck, we shouldn't have done this."
2: You'll <laughs> never know unless you
0: try it. You also yeah, see you know. a lot
2: of younger bands break up after their first tour, or so like real tour, because mm-hmm. they they weren't prepared for that.
0: Is there a favorite region that you guys like playing in? Uh, usually, you know, the lower mid region is the most moist. <laughs> But in all seriousness, <laughs> uh, is it like Midwest, you feel like you're kind of at home, or do you like going out West or South, East? We Canada, all are pretty like-
2: much Midwest. Uh, Vinny over here is from is from the close burbs. Uh, Jake's mainly from uh, Minneapolis and then moved here. I'm from Cleveland and moved here, so we're all like from the general region. Yeah. So we all kind of have an affinity for the Midwest lifestyle and everything else. I love the East Coast. Being from Cleveland, we constantly were immersed in East Coast culture, so I'm yeah. big on that. But these are big cities, so the, the, the plus and minus is you have the tolls, which mm. sucks. We throw a trailer, so we have the extra axle, that's double tolls, oh, uh, but the cities are close together, so that's great,
3: Yeah. but
2: getting paid in some of these bigger cities is really hard, like New York City or LA or other things, like they don't pay bands. They usually do pay-to-play stuff, and we mm. don't do that, so it's like... You have your pros and cons and everything. Um, I, I really like playing the Midwest, I really like playing the East Coast, and I really like playing the West Coast. Yeah. The problem is all that stuff in between here yeah. and the West Coast is really far between. <laughs> yeah. And there's some places I love in between, but there's a lot of nothing in between all those too. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a great scene in Texas. I've always had good times in Texas. Nice. Um, I mean, there's really good scenes in a lot of places, but yeah. it's an enormous I country.
3: Mean- Personally, I have a great time in fucking Canada. Canada, I love the scene, I love the people there. Mm -hmm. Canada's, both times I've been there have been like a blast.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, So, shifting gears, I know we were talking um, before you guys fired up and everything about all of these songs are new that you're going to be hearing on the podcast today, and kind of that idea of like writing music while you're on the road kind of having stuff ready for when you get back home and all of these are going to be on a new album uh what do you think is going to be the diff- the biggest difference from this new release to Modern day meltdown
2: okay well neither of them were on the last release so i guess i gotta answer this one too um again it's distinctive personalities you want to play mm-hmm. the people's strengths and weaknesses and I've never really been one to, like, tell somebody what to play. Like, I want them to put their own personal whatever into it. It's uh-huh. like, this this is the skeleton that I'm thinking would be good for this, and let's figure it out. Yeah. What, what, what makes this better, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, as far as writing on tour, you we don't really have a lot of downtime to do that. Yeah. If, you know... We had hotel rooms every night and other things. <laughs> yeah. We have time to sit around and work on songs, or at least ideas. Like we're, the we're you constantly chat down, yeah. driving and playing. Like, mm. So usually the songwriting comes in between. Okay. So uh, some of these ideas I had previous. Uh, the two songs Jake brought to the table. Uh, I don't know if you had those. Did you have those previous? Nope. So, so those nope. just no, those came to the table with the band too yeah. so a lot of this stuff happens as we're like we get back to town after a tour and we're like we need to work on some new songs so then yeah. i'll be like jake you got any riffs you're working on and then he'll be like nope and nope. then i'll be like <laughs> shit all right Vinny, you got any drum beats that you've been wanting to use in a song and then he'll be like nope and then we just play
0: cgaf and it's a song yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man. So with recording, uh, I know there was some hinting to it being done recording, maybe even released uh, sometime in 2016. Musically, I know with like everyone's strengths and weaknesses and things like that, are you seeing a theme or a trend? With the songs that are already done, ready for the record, that is it more aggressive? Is it more melodic? Is it more? Hmm. Is it more something? Or is it kind of still steering the course of Voice of Addiction with just some sprinkled individuality in
1: it? Um, the well, the the two that I wrote are pretty dissonant, um, but still like singable or chantable. Okay. Um a lot of the ones I think a lot of the songs on this record are gonna actually be like pretty sing-alongable nice um a lot of yeah, good sing-alongs.
0: Song. A lot of like keep <laughs> themes or lyric or something keeps on coming back. So by the end of the song, people are like, "Oh yeah, I know that from, right. a, well, both from me, two minutes ago." Yeah. Both me and yep. Jake
2: have like you know a pretty you know we grew up on like hardcore punk. You know, yeah. That that side. I know you got a background in that too. Mm-hmm. So like you have that, and that's what he's talking about with the dissonance. He's a big early, especially early Black Flag fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I I was telling you about this earlier when we were in the kitchen like. I really like it. It doesn't matter what the song is, at some point in that song to have like one part that people can join in and sing along with yeah. even if it's their first time hearing it. Yeah. Like I think that's really important. I think that's grown up on like the nineties anthemic punk rock that we did is like yeah. you could see a band and you're right up front, fists th- in the
0: air, singing along with them, even if you don't really know the song that well. And I think even more so than it's like, yes, there's something to sing along and what's being sung is not a woe. Like, it's an actual lyric. I mean, we do a like, Oh, we do do voice, I that. Mean, <laughs> I
4: mean,
0: yeah. sometimes. But I mean, like, I know, like, I mean. My mom with like the band
1: Voice you, of Woe Diction. You, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, my God.
2: I mean, I like, like yes, Diction. there's
0: always that. But it's, like, there's, I mean, even if you go back to, like, Wrecking Ball and stuff like that. Like, by the time that last chorus hits in, like, people are singing along to that. Like, it's not just, like, the woes, I feel like. Um, but, so, talk about when you guys are planning yeah, on recording this, basement. talk about, you know, what, do you guys do a click, do you guys really want it polished, kind of, what's, what's the thought behind going into the we'll studio? Just, we'll just, half-ass it.
2: <laughs> no. We're um, gonna phone it in and fix it in post.
3: Yeah, there you go. We've been yeah. thinking about just basement, like, iPhone recording. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, we're, uh, so we got studio time, what, like, December?
2: Yeah, uh, the two weeks before uh, Christmas is when we're recording, and everything's done yeah. to a click. Everything's done individually. Yeah, yeah,
3: I've been I've been working on like the clip tracks for everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like you said, we're doing all the individual recordings. Nice.
0: Um, with the songs, do you go in with the idea of the song is ninety nine percent done, and you let the engineer or kind of you guys as individuals as it's being recorded. No. Or is it 110% done, nothing is being changed once you If you, you don't know
2: CEO. 120% what you're doing, you
0: walk in the studio, you get
2: the fuck out the door. Yeah. I'm
1: one-take Jake. One-take
2: Jake? One take Jake. <laughs> and then we got, we got three-takes Dinwiddie Three-take Vinny.
3: That is awesome. No, no, no. no. It's three-take Dinwiddie, but then I decide to use the first take.
2: There you go. I think we all agree on this. this. It's like, if you're going to studio, you should know what the fuck you're doing. And um, I've never really done studio engineering, but I, I went to school for live sound, and it's like, if people come in there unprepared, then that's kind of a slap in the face. Uh-huh.
0: And it doesn't mean you got to get it right the first take, but if you don't get it absolutely perfect within three takes, then you should quit your job. <laughs> Is there any is there any like validity to kind of having that outside opinion of the person recording like the sound engineer or whatever that's like on the mixing board that's like hey I know you guys are doing this but like what if you guys did this is oh, yeah. that ever a conversation that you guys have Yeah it happens Okay I mean nothing happens in a vacuum everything's fluid
2: so we're yeah. we're always into that and like even when we're practicing at the end of every song we stop and we're like is there Anything that was weirds, or any ideas you have, vice mm. versa, you know, like uh, we'd we really try to try every idea in a song at least once. Yeah. No matter if, like, two of, of the three of us are like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, we'll just do it once. Yeah. And then if it still sucks, then we'll never do it again. Sure. But, like everything's worth a try. Yeah. Know? Like, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And there have been times when I've completely doubted something, and then we try it, and I'm like, that was actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. (laughs)
3: That's (laughs) awesome. It's hard to be able to, like, hear every part simultaneous in your head.
0: Yeah, especially when you're focusing on, like, your part or something like that. And then you take a step back and you listen to everything.
2: When you're learning, you know, you're mainly listening to what you're doing.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not
2: necessarily listening to the whole thing as a piece. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, another great thing about doing this is we get to hear all these new songs from a third person's perspective for the first time in our lives you yeah and um all the songs that we're playing today actually which of course as we said will be on the next full length um we've never played live before but in four days which is october 6th they're going to be in our set list every day for the next four and a half weeks
3: (laughs) yeah so we better get them down well enough to record yeah
2: (laughs) right so, you know we're we're gonna make sure that we not only know these songs a hundred percent, we're gonna make sure that we can play these songs behind our back hundred percent.
0: Yeah. And that's and the whole point. by the time you get done with tour, I mean, you don't like, fidgeting or polishing and things like that will be figured out on the road. We hope but, so. Yeah. But
2: still, at the same time, if we're in the studio, we encourage, you know, the engineer or, you know, the producer or whatever, if they have ideas, say it. The, the, the worst thing that's going to happen is we're like, that's dumb. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm super excited to listen to it when it comes out and frisky morrison friends the facebook page will definitely be up to date with updates on the recording and future release dates and all that good stuff uh but for now we're actually going to listen to two back to back because they're a little shorter what are the two that they're going to hear right now uh empathy and everything must go
2: no no not
3: empathy unity and everything must go
0: Yes. Yes? I did it that time. (laughs) Unity, Everything Must Go. You're going to listen to them back to back. They did five songs if you haven't caught on by now. Um, So listen to those two songs, and when we come back, we're going to do the speed round, all that good stuff. But for now, enjoy those two tracks and rock and roll.
4: Cool. going home.
0: Just listen to two quick ones from Voice of Addiction. All these new songs that are going to be on the upcoming LP that's going to be recorded in December. We're going to wrap this up in a pretty little bow uh, with a speed round. Did you do the speed round? Oh, I did the speed round. So in case you don't know, Ian was on the second episode of this podcast. I wasn't good good enough for number one.
1: How many episodes are there?
0: We are on... 10,000? No. Well, you have like three or four This is like 80-something. Like <laughs> it's not... But it wasn't
2: me as voice so it's like it was,
0: 10, it, was, it was just Ian as Ian. More Wrecking Ball oh. productions than anything. So Ian's a little seasoned with this, but that was fucking... I've seen speed round. You guys should be <laughs> scared. So I'm going to ask questions, and you answer as an individual when we get to the music portions. Uh... Answer as a musician, not necessarily as a member of Voice of Addiction. Cool. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. First question: What is the first CD, cassette, vinyl, first piece of music that oh, you bought no. with your own money?
2: Oh no! You guys, I'm, I'm gonna go last for this one. I right. think
1: it might be Metallica's Black Album.
2: Okay. <laughs> My own money—that's so hard because back in those days we just dubbed each other's tapes. But uh, I'm gonna go with Pretty Hate Machine, Nine Inch Nails. Okay. I hate to say it.
3: American Idiot by Green Day. All right. Showing his age. Yeah. Uh, I'm showing my age, too. I'm embarrassed, too, damn
0: it. Mine was before I'm embarrassed, too. The uh, favorite alcoholic beverage? Screwdriver. All
2: right.
0: Either whiskey or IPA? Whiskey, Irish, American. I usually go Irish. Okay. Jameson. Jameson. Nice. If you could open... For one band, living or dead, who would it be? So, again, as a musician, not necessarily a member of Voice of Addiction.
1: Flatliners. Okay. That's so hard. I know. The Clash. Okay. I'll say refuse because I'm wearing their t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, if you could pinpoint one band that made you want to be in a band, what would that band be? Primus.
1: oh man these are
3: hard
0: <laughs> I <laughs>
3: this know this they're what hard what mean like when you think about that well,
0: which, well, yeah, well, well, like well either you effort. heard them or you saw them live and you are like I need to do what they're I'll doing I need it, to be in let a
2: let band let me put it this way Vinny so when, when I first when Primus first came out I was in orchestra but I'd already been playing bass a little bit and as soon as like Primus came out I was like fuck orchestra I want to
0: play bass in a band
2: I'll probably be
1: Black go. Flag
0: Black Flag
2: nice does that help at all uh,
1: not
0: really I'm going to have to say no effects okay very cool. Favorite venue in Chicago Honestly. or Chicagoland to play? Liars Club. Nice.
1: Venue in Chicago. Uh, to play. Yeah, to play. I like playing in Portland. I always have a good time playing there.
0: Cool. I probably had to go with Reggie's. Hell yeah. Your favorite Voice of Addiction song? Modern Day Meltdown. Nice. Knee change. Cool.
1: Uh, Interesting. I'll go with uh, Alcorn Queen. (laughs) Oh, the one you You wrote. You fucking asshole. (laughs) If you could
0: pinpoint one band that got you into punk rock, what would that band be? Descendants. Flatliners.
1: That'd probably be... The Ramones, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, After the big conversation. All of these questions you're asking I about other that, bands, for my
3: answers, all of them have been flatliners so far. I just picked <laughs> no effects because I didn't want to say flatliners again.
4: But
0: you're making well, it a real
4: well, Be
2: of- honest here, buddy. Yeah. They're not your parents. You don't gotta lie to us.
0: <laughs> next band I should have on the podcast. So with Frisky Morris Sessions, it's Chicagoland bands. So next Chicagoland band I should have on the podcast Turnspit. Had oh, them, you I had, had them. Had them. God damn it. You're going to have everybody <laughs> on
3: them
4: end.
0: Of it's getting harder and harder as these episodes go by. Evasive backflip. Have you had them? No. They're oh, great. Evasive backflip. I haven't even. Oh, Are you done right with horse massage? I saw
1: that. Yeah. They're so, great. Yeah. That's my other game.
0: Okay.
3: What band Not should nice. he have on? My choice would be Butchered.
2: He's had them <laughs> Like three times. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be difficult every band I'm thinking of I know you've had on yeah um well that shows good that shows that you're doing some <laughs> some difference in the scene um the
0: Timmy's I have not had the Timmy's on oh they're not from a little, Chicago they're a little well, south they're, but yeah, they're, they're Illinois of so I'll count them I'll count I'm them I'm not gonna anyways. have any luck with having any bands that you haven't had on Timmy's done Where are they Springfield right yep yeah have you had beat the smart kids on? No, I have not. That's going. Oh, I'm shit. going with it. done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is A band did a weekend warrior Midwest. The little, little weekend warrior in the Midwest, and they were playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What three cities would they hit?
2: Midwest, uh, obviously Chicago.
0: See? Well, they're from Chicago, so what three... Oh, okay. oh, so besides Chicago. Yeah. So if a Chicago band's doing a weekend warrior show, they're doing a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what three cities are they hitting? See, that's hard, because
2: I'm from Cleveland, and some people consider it Midwest, and some people consider it East Coast. Ohio's Midwest. Yeah. Well, the West Midwest. part of it. <laughs> um, so, if you're heading East, you would probably do something like Grand Rapids, Detroit, Indianapolis, uh, okay. if you're heading west you would probably do something like Milwaukee, Madison, uh, Minneapolis okay,
1: nice I would have said Milwaukee, Madison,
2: Minneapolis cool. yeah,
3: I was going to say the fucking Grand Rapids, Detroit or you could do uh,
2: St. Louis, Kansas City, Omaha
3: ooh, go Omaha's, out Omaha's uh, a
2: stretch for that though that's like 8 hours, isn't it? Should that's Chicago? actually closer Minneapolis? than Kansas City than <laughs> Minneapolis is
0: like 6-7 hours Kansas City is the farthest out of all those mm-hmm. yeah awesome It was quick, painless. That's the speed round. Uh, So definitely be in touch with Voice of Addiction. Welcome them back with open arms when they return home on the 8th. Well, I just got one thing to say. So yeah, yeah, we're leaving in
2: four days, and I'm not sure when this will air. It will
0: air the the last weekend in October, so in in three weeks. So we left like... You've already eight, half you've been ago. on the road for a while. We're the ghost <laughs> of futures past, so we don't we don't get
2: back till November seventh. Yeah, and then um we're, we're right away getting down to these songs and getting in the studio because day before voting day. Yep, it's true. We we really want to get these new songs out there. It's you know with number changes. It's been too long since we've had an album out. So that's, yeah, a that's our back. next priority. Is we
0: don't want to tour until we have this next album. Uh huh, and then. Anything besides the album in the works when you get back from tour? Oh, well, one
2: thing I should mention that we've been doing for a few weeks now already. We are, this entire four and a half week tour out west is 24-7 being filmed for a feature-length documentary called Punk Band All About Us. And that's from Madness Makers Films. So... We should give a shout out to them, and you're gonna see how crazy we all
0: are. very <laughs> soon. You're gonna see a lot of shit that I don't want anybody to see ever. <laughs> <laughs> how did that relationship kind of build? How did you guys get in touch, or they got in touch with you, and how did this whole thing happen?
4: Yeah,
2: well, just kind of you know being friends with people over years and years, and like uh, I mean, he definitely has his own agendas about it, and we have our own agendas about it, and we're using them to make a mutual goal, awesome. which is how anything in life should happen, in my opinion, and. I mean, we are literally in a four-by-four space for over a month's time. Yeah. Like, living on the fringes of society, and every dollar counts and every minute counts. So, like, getting all that filmed, you can't filter yourself that much. (laughs) Things are going to get out. Yeah. And... It's gonna be very interesting to see what comes because you know you got to kind of give the no holds bar like you want to be mm-hmm. honest and yeah. let him do his own editing. So. Yeah, is there like
0: a projected release of that or not, sure not until you guys get back from tour and you see how much footage and there's is gonna and all that. be
2: more footage of
0: this <laughs> than there are pages in the
2: body. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be a while because like think about it it's a fucking month of footage yeah there's no sift through. there's no documentary that you have to watch for a fucking month
2: yeah we don't so know have objective date a but i imagine it'll be our album's gonna be out way before this time yes gotcha guaranteed
0: awesome but Well, a big shout out to yeah. brad
2: and madness maker yes. films for that
0: hell yeah and you may even see snippets of this on that as well um From all of us here at Frisky Morris and friends, guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You're going to listen to one more track to kind of play you out of this episode. What was the last track you played? The Lost Art of Empathy. The Lost Art of Empathy. So you're going to listen to that last brand new track that's going to be on the LP. Have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. This has been Frisky Morris Sessions featuring Voice of Addiction. And we out. Peace. Always a pleasure, Steve. Woo. Done. Did it. Did it. Did it. We'll see you later. Missed you late last night.
4: I wasn't breathing. But still can't believe him. Live no reason, right or it makes no difference. Turn the radio on. Turn the radio on. Playing familiar songs, All with words to which we used to sing along. Life with the seasons. War with a treason. We gave everything until we died. We had the decision. Being poor, we didn't fall for this war. We're gonna settle the score. We're only looking for some traction.